earlier alluded um, to your start at LinkedIn by talking about your Rolodex. And my immediate reaction was, do we need to translate what that means uh, for, for a youthful audience? <laughs> do you want me to define it? I'd be happy. You may not know it. It's this okay. thing that was this big that actually is, that d does everything that your contacts do on your iPhone. I had three. used to have it on cards and paper. I had three of them. I had one great, the, the best buddies Rolodex. I had the middle buddies Rolodex. And I had the ones that if I threw away those cards, I'd forget them forever. But I just needed to keep them. I'm Sandra Bakor. I'm a coach and a consultant to small to mid-sized professional practices. Many lawyers, architects, and other professionals get to the point in their business where they feel like a passenger on their own bus. What we do is we work together to develop strategic practice management tactics to get them back in the driver's seat. Hi, I'm Gary Wise. I've been a Toronto employment and litigation lawyer since 1986. I launched Wise Law Blog in 2005 and was among North America's earliest law bloggers. I was inducted into the Canadian Law Blog's Clobby Hall of Fame in 2017 and continue to maintain an active presence on social media with daily updates on legal news and information on various platforms, including LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, etc. And I'm a LinkedIn coach to individuals, outsourced trainer to groups and firms, in all cases sensitive to my clients' needs to give themselves the permission to tell why they do what they do. My name's Mark Halpert. What a power trio we are. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be talking about something that is kind of hot off the press. Just over the past few weeks, there have been a lot of rumblings on social media about people abandoning Twitter because of the Elon Musk purchase. So we're going to be talking about this it's kind of like the good old days of blogging where you talk about something great hot off the press and say, okay, well, where do we think this is going to go? What's going to happen? But part of our discussion isn't just about Twitter. It's also about what happens to the other social sites. And are there similar issues happening with any of them? And we are particularly interested in LinkedIn, of course. <laughs> so why don't we kick it off with some musings from Gary, you know, you do a lot of political writing. What do you think about all of this noise that's happening about Twitter? Well, it's, it's a work in progress right now, first of all. So we're watching it evolve in real time. Um, Twitter has some emerging issues that I'll, I'll touch on briefly, but they're a reflection of the chasms in American political culture right now. Um, so that we're seeing the divide between left and right, information versus disinformation, and a lot of questions around the filters um, that maybe ought to be there uh, around inappropriate and offensive content um, with the countervailing view from some that really tends more in the direction of a, a libertarian radical freedom of speech where nothing should be stifled and shut down. Um, while this is a really interesting discussion and debate um, among users, what's really happening in the background is far more interesting because as Twitter becomes a questionable or even toxic environment um, through the lens of some, advertisers are shying away. And 
I, I read yesterday that I think up to 50% of the advertising revenue um, at Twitter has now been at least halted temporarily, um, possibly permanently. There's discussion about whether if the content issues um, continue to be difficult, um, whether the, the, um, the Apple store is going to even carry the app for Twitter and all of these things could, could they're at the very least existential problems for Twitter, but for professionals who are using Twitter, we, we are beginning to have, I think, the same questions that advertising um, executives are having. Is this a place where we want to be seen? Is this something that's consistent with our brand values? Um, and is all the noise a distraction from the, the professional um, and informational content that we're, we're looking to share? So I think, in my view, that sets the stage what's, for what's happening. As it's happening, and I, I, I can say just from my own observations, from day to day to day, this is increasing where people are doing their farewell posts. And people are saying, goodbye, Twitter. It's been great. You've been wonderful. I'm going to miss you so much. Um, and then they're moving on to other sites, including emerging sites. Um, one called Post that seems to be gaining a lot of traction. Another called Mastodon that I signed up for, but find it kind of impenetrable in terms of understanding how to navigate it. And the need hasn't arisen yet to figure it out. But I'm seeing a lot of people talking about those sites, departing. Time will tell where it goes. I'm kind of in watch and see mode myself right now. Um, if nothing else, it's, it's really an interesting dance that's going on, but I don't know where it's going to lead. Those are all interesting points, Gary. Um, I also, uh, I'm on post. I just joined post actually yesterday, uh, set up an ID. I have my blog posts. I blog every weekday morning. My blog posts are going to start appearing on post. I tried to get onto Mastodon. I could not noodle through which server on Mastodon would accommodate me. I thought I found one, but it rejected me and I don't take rejection well. So I decided, okay, heck with Mastodon, I'm going on. <laughs> Suppose I mean you know I you know it's me. has a dedicated site for Canada. Oh, so okay. Well, they don't have one for the U.S. Nor exactly. for LinkedIn coaches. So I couldn't figure out where to make it go. And I thought I found one, and I put it up on my company name, but it was on the uh, the the server that only takes individuals. So that's why I got booted out. Okay, I'm learning as I go. But I'm finding on post that a lot of the people I normally followed are already on post and stay on Twitter at the same time. Now I'm the same way. I blog every day and my blog automatically hits LinkedIn, Facebook, my company page, as well as Twitter. But all of a sudden I realized that I'm gonna stop pulling back from Twitter and see if anybody misses me. And no one misses me. You know, it's like boy cried wolf. So that's good, okay? So Sandra, what have, I you wanted... from, have you checked out Post yet or any of these sites? I did, I took a look at them. I have not joined them. I'm reluctant to join them. You know, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm reminded of every turn because this is not the first time we face one of these, you know, times where there's possibly a big change happening in our marketing environment. And I'm reminded by every turn where I went kicking and screaming into a new thing. I didn't want to be on social. I didn't want to be blogging. So I make my choices very carefully because I know it's going to take a lot of my time. And you know, if LinkedIn is going to survive this next round of sort of shakeup, 
I'm happy. I'm happy on LinkedIn. I don't need a second important site in my in my arsenal. I mean, to your point, it depends upon the market that you're aiming at. All right, so we're all aiming at a corporate market, all right? I mean, I think that's pretty fair to say. If you're aiming at a corporate market, Facebook's not the place, all right? Twitter might have been the place, but if Twitter is going to eclipse or go away or just become a piece of its old self, I think what I'm seeing changing in LinkedIn recently is going to pick up that slack. What, I'm are, the seeing, changes, what are those changes that you've seen? I think there's a lot more communication capability on LinkedIn that's being added. You can now video chat on LinkedIn like we're doing right now on Zoom. So it's maybe it's going to substitute for Zoom. You can bring all sorts of people together in a conversation in ways you couldn't do before. There are all sorts of changes. There are changes like 10 a day going on right now on LinkedIn. I think that what they're finding is, and what Microsoft, the owner of LinkedIn, is finding is that there's a reason to make this huge investment that they made pay off, and it's finally come to roost. So they're making lots and lots of changes. The algorithm has changed dramatically since November, but daily this thing is changing. And okay. so there are a lot of smart people in, in Europe who are playing games with the algorithm to see what makes your post resonate to the most people. And all the old game, the old rules are changing back to the old way we used to be about a year ago. So we don't know. We don't know everything. I think what we need to do is accept the fact that Twitter may be taking a bit of a halt and allocate our energy and our intellectual capability to attract more professional eyes and minds in the place where eyes and minds go. And even the press is now looking more towards LinkedIn than it ever was before because it's the substitute for Twitter. I hope I'm right. I, I would like to... I would like to distinguish between, you know, um, programming capability and culture. So we all know that LinkedIn has amazing, you know, capability and they keep adding, as you just rightly pointed out, and Mark, you're the guy who knows, like, you know, what's coming on LinkedIn. You really understand the offering. But as we've discussed before, there's a culture. Every one of these social media sites has a culture. And I've been seeing a lot lately about how people actually hate LinkedIn. And that's very strong language. I'm seeing lots of articles, I hate LinkedIn, here's why. And there's lots of people you know, joining in on that. From what I've been seeing, a lot of that is coming from you know, new grads, millennials, and they just don't wanna get on board, they're not playing the game. I don't know how much of it is coming from people who are more our generation, who are settled into their careers, using this to build partnerships and you know continue to grow. But I, I wonder if that means that LinkedIn is not a good fit for these people who are leaving. And you know, what do you guys think? I'm one of these people who's on LinkedIn, but I haven't really warmed up to it the way that you and Mark have, Sandra. Um, I, I'm there, but. I don't see it as being vital to my my outreach. Um, I, I, I've always said to people about what social media activities they should or shouldn't be doing. First and foremost, do something you enjoy. And if you're on a platform that you really like, that has a lot to offer, 
you're probably going to want to be there and you'll participate more and it'll be a better fit for your practice um, and for your marketing, if that's one of your, one of your intentions. So Twitter, I, I think because of my particular interests, which are everything from politics to sports, to music, um, to legal issues, to health issues, Twitter was always just a, a great potpourri of all of those interests to the point where I, I think that there's almost a desensitization that comes from reading horrific news in one post followed up by a cute dog photo um, <laughs> or video and then followed up by another horrific flood somewhere and then followed up by O Springsteen's on Howard Stern. Let me watch that. And there's, there's a certain rhythm that gets into reading these things where you're taking it all in, but not taking any of it in. But, Having said that, um, while you're there, um, and while it lasts, it's a really interesting place to be, but I don't want to encounter toxicity and I certainly don't want to be encountering trolls. And to the extent that Twitter may be going in that direction, um, it's not a great thing. And like you, Mark, I, I've tested out post just by observing. I haven't posted anything there um, yet, but the culture seems to be more tame. Yeah. The, the information is very similar. Um, there aren't enough people there to cover all of the topics I'm looking to cover, but I'm finding it to be a pretty easy um, gravitation um, away from Twitter toward that, if that's where we we go. But I, 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 I think that, that if LinkedIn resonates with you as, as a person, as a person who wants to be on social media, then that's the place to be. And I, I, I'm curious, Mark, because I, I hadn't really, we hadn't spoken before about your presence elsewhere. And I, I know Sandra's been on all the sites and she's had an extensive blog as well for a long time. What, why did the two of you land on LinkedIn as being the optimal site to focus on? Oh man, there's a good story. All right, so back in 19, uh, 2000, year 2000, I had left corporate America and I took my Rolodex with me. And then in 2007, everything fell apart. I mean, the economy and, and the bust and the bubble and all that, and people started moving around and I couldn't keep track with everybody. I'm just wondering- so A friend of mine who I met in 2000 said to me, hey, remember that time I told you about LinkedIn? Well, now it's 2007, why don't you grow up a little bit? And why don't you join this thing, which is really booming? Mm -hmm. And it's, he was a perfect example. I met him in 2000. He had three jobs between uh, 2000 and 07, and he had three different, email addresses, three different addresses, three different phone numbers. We didn't really do cell phones as much as we do right now. So I said, you know what, you're a perfect example of why I need to keep touch with the really great people that have been in my life, no matter where they go in their career. So that's why I got involved with it. Sandra, why don't you talk about why you gravitated to LinkedIn? I want to come back and answer something that Sandra said about toxicity and about people changing away from LinkedIn, being sick of LinkedIn. So go ahead. Yeah, and I'm with you, Mark. I want to talk about that too afterwards because it deserves conversation, <clears throat> you know, the other side of it. And I will talk about what brought me to LinkedIn. But I also want to say, just to preface the second discussion, I know what people don't like about LinkedIn and I don't actually share it. I'm still happy on the site. And okay. we'll, 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 we'll talk about that at length later. Um, what brought me to it, I still remember, actually, you know, uh, maybe I'm dating myself, but I still remember when I would get these invitations from very close friends. 
So it's not like spammy invitations and, uh, you know, join my network on LinkedIn and I would ignore them. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't give me one more new thing to do. So at that time when it was still getting off the ground, I, you know, I guess I saw it as a resume site and it wasn't applicable to me. Uh, at some point, I started to hear more buzz and I thought, okay, well, let me investigate. I got into it and I started to realize that they had amassed enough people that it became almost like an everyday trade show. So the opportunity was there for the taking. You know, you make of it what you will. If you show up, you can turn it into something. And if you don't show up, well, that's on you. So I have found it to be a terrific tool. And by terrific tool, I don't just mean what happens in public, you know, the, the, the stuff that you see on the feed. I also mean the engine behind the scenes, being able to message people, being able to uh, build uh, stronger relationships with people who you don't even necessarily feel close enough to send an email to okay, I saw your post and doing a private messaging thing. There are so many things that you can do on LinkedIn to bolster your business simply because your market is there. You make a good point. Gary, to your point about how there's a potpourri on Twitter of just about anything, I am seeing that on LinkedIn. I am seeing, and I the, the, the research to the algorithm is saying, the more personal stuff you put on LinkedIn, the more you're going to get reach. And that is a, that's a sea change. That's a really big change. So I have a friend in New York, and she posts about her grandchild. She posts about observations she has while walking in the woods. She's posting really deep, interesting stuff. Not like I was really happy to talk at a conference here or there. I mean, yeah, we all do that. Okay, it's important to say that we're active, but it's really important to get us out from under the shell that we have in business. We're real people. And if ever there was a time for us to express our differentiators, it is now. And my answer to that is go back to your goals. So if your goal is I want to get in, you know, I want to be able to reach my target audience for my referral network, um, find out where they are. They happen to be on LinkedIn. Okay, well, what's stopping you from using LinkedIn differently? What's stopping you from coming up with a better strategy? And if everybody is doing this, oh, look at my last award and look at my last article. Well, if you do something better, aren't you going to pop? Actually, isn't it good for you that nobody, <laughs> that the people in your feed aren't using it as well as you are? You're the one that's going to rise. So it's an opportunity. And, you know, the other thing I want to tie to this is you were saying, Mark, that you noticed a culture shift where people are being a little bit more um, open hearted, a little more vulnerable in their posts. And I have seen that, too. Gary, you're, you're going to be able to expand on this. I've seen a couple of lawyers sharing very touching and disturbing stories, actually, about how they were mistreated at their previous jobs. They don't mention names, so it's not like they're bad-mouthing someone in particular, but they are telling a very raw story about how somebody mistreated them in a professional environment where they really didn't expect it. 
And they're, um, they're talking about mental health issues. They're talking about work-life balance. Somebody posts about, I'm going to be pregnant now. I'm having twins. I don't know what to do. I'm running a practice. And, and the comments, I mean, these people are getting tons of comments, genuine discussion. When we talk about engagement in marketing, that's engagement. I think that's the perfect segue to take us full circle back to where we started. Because when we started this, we were talking about how the three of us decided to have a conversation about what do the Twitter users do? If they're feeling upset about, you know, all the changes happening with the Elon Musk purchase, do they go somewhere else? Do they stick around? Um, is it going to tarnish their reputations? Uh, do they go to LinkedIn? And do people on LinkedIn have similar issues? And we just had this wonderful discussion. I think it would be sort of a nice way to close off if each of us has something to say about what do we what do we recommend for any viewers who are wondering about change? Because essentially that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about changes to the business environment that impact your marketing. And all three of us have gone through many rounds of change, maybe not inspired by political things like this one, but still change. And we have navigated it successfully. So I, I just want to say maybe each of us could give one tip. What would you suggest for people contemplating change? I'll throw it back to you, Mark. Okay, sure. If you're contemplating change and whatever the net result is of what you look like after that change, you have to take a sort of an out-of-body approach and say, would I buy from me if I didn't know me? Would I want to contact me on my new revised LinkedIn profile that demonstrates the change I've been through, whether it's the pandemic or it's you've changed your career, you've changed your industry? Would I be interested in me if I didn't know me? And if the answer is no, you have some splaining to do. You got to go back to the well and recreate it. If your answer is it's good, but it could be better, that's the dilemma all of us have. You're changing, you're morphing all the time. Keep your profile up to date with where your head is at and where your business is. So that's the advice I would give. Two things. One is be as fascinating as you are real in life as you read on LinkedIn and be sure that you're keeping it up to date with all the changes you're undergoing. Start somewhere to, to use a, a, a <laughs> phrase that, that Sandra um, uses quite a bit, just, just start somewhere. And while I agree with you 100% that the more planning you do, um, the better, I almost feel in some ways like the intensive planning should happen in year two, not year one of a program because Planning out a whole strategy when you've never put a, a, a real post up um, or a series of posts up that, that set out what you want, that's difficult. Um, start somewhere. Start with what you enjoy. Mark, if it's what you're suggesting, which is start commenting in a real way um, so that you're adding value to an existing post or starting your own. Um, Sandra you know, your perspective is make sure you're putting yourself into it and it's real, um, as well as being planned out and not necessarily um, flying up by the seat of your pants. 
And for me, it's like just, okay, I've been doing it for a long time. Some stuff works, some stuff doesn't, doesn't work, but I enjoy the space. It's just fun to participate in it. And, you know, I, I think the one thing I can say with certainty is all three of us are having fun doing this. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. Isn't this fun? I haven't we had just a great afternoon here. This is yeah. This is great. Well, a great meeting of minds, if I could say that. And uh, uh, we're going to we got to cut it off because it's got to end at some point. Otherwise, we'll talk all evening and then into the night. And then so we have so much. Maybe we'll do more. I hope we, I hope I that hope so. resonates. In the meanwhile, I'm going to look for my Rolodex, see if I still have one. <laughs> Mine are long gone. <laughs> okay, you guys, thank you very much to our listeners um, who joined us. Thank you so much, and hope to see you again, Mark. Sandra, I'll probably see you soon. Yeah, thanks, you guys, for <laughs> spending some time with me. I really enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.